Thanks for listening to the Stimulate Run podcast. If you like what you hear, remember to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. If you would like to get in touch or have questions for the panel, please make contact by email or slide into the DMs on any of the social channels. Here's your host, Erwin, with panel members Wayne, Sandy, Jackie and Darren. Episode 39 on the longest road to comrades. Maybe we can just go to call it now the road to comrades because it doesn't seem like it's going to be long anymore. I know I say a special episode's coming up almost for every episode, but I think this would be some great listening. So I dare say we'll probably cover your content of running for the week going through here. So I won't even try and preempt that it's going to be a short episode. We have, with a new shiny PB, Jackie on the west coast of Australia. We have Wayne on the west coast of Australia. I'm on the west coast of Australia. Sandy and Darren on the east coast of Australia. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the March episode, which really is the January episode, if we are are thinking in an old school sense on the normal calendar of things. But maybe this is going to be the new normal, um, to coin a, a COVID world phrase. But I reckon we just jump straight into it, hey? And why don't we go ladies first? Jackie Kellerman, do you want to tell us about your story, a runified experience? Oh, yeah, um, what an experience. So um, I only got back last week, Thursday. Um, I think I was jet lagged for about five days. But anyway, um, I didn't actually think it would, I'd actually get to run the race at all because um, when we decided, um, I'd actually written it off that Friday morning, didn't run. Um, and I was going to taper the next week, but then that Friday the borders opened, as you know, and, and I booked my ticket with Singapore. And um, as Wayne um, can confirm, you, uh, if you were flying out, you needed your GTG pass, very COVID tests and everything else, you know. So I thought, uh, and I was moving house the day before, packing boxes. So it wasn't ideal. But, um, yeah, once I got over there, um, it was great. I saw my parents for the first night. And then um, flew down to PE and saw my team, my new team, NetBank. They all had their kits. I didn't have any yet, so I had to go introduce myself. And they were all very kind and uh, and welcoming. And um, I got a message from Wayne going, Jax, when are you going to get here? Because <laughs> 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 Nick was getting concerned. Um, and, yeah, we, we all met up at the hotel and, um, yeah, straight into um, a – um, um, a press conference, which I think you saw, Erin, um, very serious stuff, um, the rules. Um, the second meeting that we had, you know, everyone has to get out of the room and um, only coaches and athletes can can stay. But, yeah, very well done. Um, they, they mentioned that if you need, if you were, think you could break a record, that you should have your paperwork. And Wayne and I were like, huh? <laughs> what, what's the record? <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, it was just so much fun leading up to it. We got, um, I took many photos of Wayne because he knew who everyone was. You know, the, the one of our comrades, the one of two oceans. I know, I know the names, but I didn't know the faces. So it was cool to be with Wayne, who just, you know, he's a social butterfly. So I got to meet everybody. <laughs> and Nick and, um, yeah, just the, the race, I suppose, um, I, the goal, I think my goal was a little bit quicker 
for the day. Um, I think I managed to 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 stay on track for about until about the marathon, and then um, yeah, it did get a bit hot uh, for the last five k's. But bearing in mind the girls started thirty minutes before, and the guys. Um, so they had an extra hour of the heat, but you know they still, you know, the record was still broken. So, you know, you, you can't really complain about your own race when someone goes and smashes the record and they all just get it done. So, um, yeah, um, how can I? Oh, I, I'll tell you about the start, which was um, quite an experience. So because of it was COVID, and you know we were all. It was elite only, so there's there's not many people in the field. I think there were 200 in total, and um, you know we had to wear masks. We had to have the COVID test the day before, um, and I still thought, oh, you know, I'm going to get all the way here, and then I'm going to test positive, you know. <laughs> so, but we passed, and then I was like, all you have to do now is run. Like, oh, and I had to get an emergency passport the day before as well, you know. So just to jump through all these hoops, so. On the day, all you have to do is run. Um, yeah, I was, I was the most relaxed I've ever been. But at the start, uh, you've got to wear your mask. And um, they said to us, after the, the national anthem, you're going to have three seconds. Someone's going to come around with a basket. You've got to chuck them in. And you're basically going to have three breaths, and then you're going to go. And that's exactly as it happened. It was also very quick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, just amazing experience with Ned Bank and just grateful that Nick invited invited me along and um, to, to you know just to, to try and um, I ran ran my little legs off and managed to break my marathon time and my uh, by three minutes I think and, and the 50k by seven minutes so it was a huge PB um, so I came I'm not the the app was confusing, so I think with the, the drug testing, I'll wait to be confirmed. It's either fifth or sixth, but I did win my age category, and I found out that I also broke the Australian record for my age category on the day. Um, and let me tell you, if you ever break an age category record, um, take your paperwork because um, <laughs> it is such a huge mission. Um, and um, it's just a waste of time and all the officials and the timekeepers and because they've got to get all the signatures from the day on that piece of paper and after that day they're not there anymore so you know I didn't know this and I didn't think I was going to break a record so I didn't take the paperwork but hopefully there's a next time <laughs> and I'll take my paperwork with but um, yeah, just well organized. The the tables were long. You could see your drinks. So nutrition was easy. It was a a ten k um, a ten k loop. We did five times. So easy peasy. Um, nutrition in the middle of the road. You know, you get it with your. You know, you just grab with your right hand. Do your loop. Grab it with your right hand again. So um, you know, you you couldn't fail with that. As long as you put something on the table, you were all good. So um, but. Just to let you know, the those guys that the top, the top, top group of guys, when you see them in action, and you've got the helicopter circling, it, you have to pinch yourself because they, it's just poetry in motion. Like I felt like I was running, but I was watching them, you know, and and they lapped me. <laughs> so they started 30 minutes after me, and they lapped me, and I was just so excited to be lapped. You know, I, I moved to the left. 
And the lead bike said, no, move to the right. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, stupid, of course, you know. So you move to the right, and they just glide past. And you're just like, oh, you know, like my pace increased as well. I was just like, <laughs> like in the magic, like give me some magic. It was just insane just to be a part of it. Um, and to, I said to Nick, I wasn't going to let him down. And I'm glad I, I didn't. And I got a huge hug at the end. And yeah, I'm very proud and, and happy to, to take part and to be part of NetBank and uh, to be invited by them because it's just an epic team. So, yeah. Awesome. So you were basically that person we were talking about a couple of episodes ago in the marathon that doesn't move, and that when, they, when they're shouting at you to, to uh, get out the way. <laughs> like, well, I thought I was doing we, the right thing because you okay. think left because in Perth you keep left with the bikes, right? So it was just ingrained keep left. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's never easy, is it, Jax? Like you know, passport and emergency and. All those kind of, you're just never going to have one of those feed up kind of moments for the week before, are you? No, no. And the, the passport I got the day before, <laughs> the COVID test I got the morning before my flight and the G2 pass also the day before. So there was so much that could go wrong that mm. I thought, you know, I'll just put it out to the universe. And if I actually make it through, if I pull this off, it's going to be epic. And I did. <laughs> so. And did you have any, I know that you're pretty, um, not carefree, but in terms of even things like the new kit, you know, for most people not knowing the kit that they're going to run in or ever run in that kit <laughs> until the day before, uh, like, you know, things like that just, it just happened, right? Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a funny story about the kit. So, um, <laughs> that's what I'm laughing so so they say nothing you on race day, right? So I, I wore it. Did I wear it in the morning? I can't remember. But um, so I get this. I get this kit package. It's got the tracksuit and everything. And you've and I've been told I've got five minutes to get into the tracksuit, get to the press conference. So you know. So I come back, and they, I, they've given me three pairs of shorts. Awesome. I've just got to pick one for the race. And I pick up the first one, and these tiny, tiny hot pants. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> And Stella, she looks at them and she's like, oh, those look small. She goes, oh, don't wear those. They cut you. You'll bleed. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I just chuck them. So I'm like, right, get the next one. And they're just a longer version. And I'm like, no, I don't wear tight things. I don't wear tight because, you know, anyway. So I managed the third pair. Thank goodness was like a like an old school poly shorts, thin material. Mm. Oh, thank God. So, because I, I, I thought it's going to be the longest 50Ks of my life wearing these little hot, because all I'm going to be thinking about is my bum. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, like, if it's the other one, we're going to be thinking about the front. And like, oh, no. So, I had my poly shorts, but I, in the race, when the, the fast guys were overtaking me, I was like, my bum's so, like, it's so wet. <laughs> and I'm like, is that, is it wet? Or, yeah, it was from my back, but they're, they're so thin. That they they were soaking, and then I'm wondering, what do they look like from the back now? You know, like <laughs> these like these old records, like two oceans cars coming, and I've got this wet bum. Anyway, the things you think about. <laughs> so yeah, um, now I know. Next time I wear them, <laughs> so I don't know if Wayne has the same problem. <laughs> we'll have to wait. <laughs> um, and then can you take us into like the belief factor? Like, I know I saw it 
in you just probably even recently you just flick the switch where and even turning up there you know you turn up and like you said sitting in this room and you look around you know i saw the press conference and you're almost like wow but then you know believing that you deserve to be there when did that happen in terms of you um accepting your running ability but then also <laughs> sitting in that room you know looking around and going well no i should be here yeah, I think when Nick invited me, then I thought, okay, I'm good enough because he wouldn't just invite you. Um, but then I did have moments of doubt where I said to someone, like, oh, I just don't want to come last, you know, because it's elite only. And I don't know these girls, you know, that I don't race against them, so I don't know what they're capable of. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, when I arrived at the hotel, one of the girls said to me, what, you don't even have a gold comrades medal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm like, not yet. <laughs> like, not yet. Good. I've been a comrades for what, like two years, and I've only really gotten fast in the last two. So watch the space, you know. Um, but yeah, I think when Nick asked me, I was like, okay, and that's why I said I won't let you down because then I thought if Nick believes in me, I need to believe in me. I just did it. Um, yeah, and it's he's very supportive. And the race went to plan, obviously. Um, you know, did you have to make changes on the go? Because you know, we know, well, I know that you run through the field really hard. And the longer yeah. an event goes, the better you become. But, yeah. you know, it started getting a bit warm. How do you yeah. adapt to that on the go? And did you change anything? Yeah, so, um, yeah, because I was going to put the foot down with 5Ks to go. And then I was like, where are the legs? You know, like that heat, um, yeah, like it, it unraveled me. But I think that... Um, it was a, there was a slight headwind when you turned to go back, but you'd 5k and then from five to 10, there was a like a slight headwind. And the girl who was running next to me, as soon as she got to the wind, she pulled back. So I was very lucky that we experienced wind, humidity, and heat in Perth in Feb because that mm. just prepared me for anything. Um, because it was warm in the end and it was humid at the beginning, it wasn't. They thought it would be ideal conditions, but it wasn't like a crisp, cool morning. It was it was tough. So you you have to. I did. I drank more than um, I I normally do, and instead of just gels for two two of my ten k's, I I had my um, my nutrition that I I can mix with water, like a protein nutrition drink, because after three hours you need protein and carbs. That's so that that's what works well for me. And then you can also you also drinking your nutrition, which helps with your your fluid intake. And um, just that last five, when it got really hot, that just knowing that everyone else is in the same boat, um, and you just got to you know you just got to make it through. Um, at least you know the guys had an an extra hour, as I said, because they started thirty minutes after. So yeah, yeah, you, you've lucky. you've taken the protein on. Um, even in training runs, I've seen you do it. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely something that obviously works for you. And Jackie, the, yeah. the jet lag going over. What uh, what day did you arrive, and how many days did you have before the run? Um, so I arrived on the Thursday, and oh, okay. the, I, I think the jet lag. I don't experience jet lag going there because you're quite tired. Well, you did, yeah. you are, but it works in your favour for a race, right? Because you can't stay up late. And then you're up early. 
So waking up mm. for the race was easy because I'm still on Perth time. But then coming back, you can't go to sleep and then just messes with you more, you know. So I found with the race, because I arrived a day later for Perth, the last Perth, at the last Comrades, and mm. I didn't feel very well. So um, I, I left here on the Wednesday and arrived Thursday morning, which seemed to work better. So I think I'll do that in future. Have Thursday, Fridays, three full days. And my parents were in altitude, so they're in Joburg. Um, and that run that I did from their house, just as out of breath, you forget you mm. know, how, mm. you know, how I used to train at altitude. And then when you go to sea level, how much easier it is. So I was just like, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, mm. like I'm not feeling very fit. <laughs> but you know, it's altitude. And then when you get down to UPE, you're back at, at sea level. Yeah, that's interesting. You all because we always try and wonder when is the right day to arrive. Uh, yeah, I think it's different for everyone. I think if you struggle, you know, so hard. Yeah, I think if you go if you're going from Perth or from Australia, traveling there before comrades, you should be fine with the because you want to go to sleep earlier and you're waking up earlier. So depending mm. on how many days before the race works for you, I think the the jet lag. Going that way is fine for a race because you want to be waking up early. Yeah, this is a contentious point. This is going to be one that we can use in future episodes, I think. Because you also went via Dubai. So I'm like, uh, we're Singapore. talking very, oh, uh, Singapore? Yeah. Okay, oh, because wow. okay. It's very, because the Perth, so again, we're going to get self-indulgent here, but the Perth-Johannesburg flight no longer exists. Yeah. Um, which is the best flight I think you could get anywhere in the world, flying Brilliant. into Joburg. Yes. Eight um, hours from midnight, land, got the whole day. It's, do, do you know what helped? Singapore, they had a vaccination flight, so I was we, there was only one person in each row. Because I'm so short, I could lay down on the three chairs and I actually had a good sleep. And mind you, um, in the middle of the night, I woke up and my mask was gone. It was off my face and I, I panicked because... Then I thought, I've got the COVID. It's all over. <laughs> but oh, I found my mask yeah. and I put it on and I didn't get it there, you know, touch wood. But uh, they were very good. On every flight, we had a lot of room. It, yeah. That's great. Okay. Yeah, that was. And yeah, I highly recommend Singapore Airlines. I've never flown yeah. with them before. Yeah. I hope they bring the Perth Joburg one back, though, because that was just perfect. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. And then, of course, you got picked up for the TV interview right oh, before yeah. the so, race, which yeah, was you know, super just exciting. You know, just before I'm waiting for the an anthem, they're like, hey, let's interview the Australian. And then I'm with my South African accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was classic. I was so excited. <laughs> well done. You held it together. You looked so calm, Jackie. Yeah, I felt so good. Just the week of what I had to go through to get to the race, by the time I actually started, I was like, like I was so calm. Almost whatever. Here I am. Let's run. Yeah. All i got to do yeah. is run. You know, I can run. Yeah. yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's well really, I'm, I'm still so shocked that, because I've never, I think my last marathon pace was, oh, was it fifth? Yeah, it was <laughs> a, a lot slower. So I wasn't sure if I was – because I, I did all my training for the, that 4.05 pace and then 
and reveled with the 5K to go, but you just don't know how it's going to go. And it's live on TV as well. So you're like, oh, you know, is this going to, you know, you just don't know. And you just got to try it, right? So, yeah, yeah, I'm glad it worked out. I mean, I was looking at the start of that race and just that alone, I looked at it and I think, I mean, how many ladies were there? there couldn't it be more than... I don't know. It looked like only 30 or something. And yeah, there like, were supposed to be 60. Oh, oh, there I was supposed run to away. be about 60, but they were all. <laughs> yeah, and look, and they're all yeah. fast, hey? All yeah. fast. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, there's nowhere to hide if something goes wrong. No. <laughs> like, no, you've just no got it. <gasps> wow, Jackie, and you just did it. And you're, you were so consistent. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just incredible, incredible oh, race. I told I didn't tell people that they could track me because they would make me too nervous. But then all went behind my back and tracked me, and then created these groups. And apparently it was really entertaining because I went missing at the 40 mark, 40k mark, and I don't know the, the comments about where I must be. <laughs> <We're really laughs> uh, yeah, great stuff. Darren, when? Jackie, yeah. you, you didn't have time to change shoes in this race. <laughs> but how did, how did you go selecting what shoes you were going to wear? Or was it just like um, a no-brainer? Did you know exactly what you were going to wear? Oh, yeah, because you know, 50Ks, it's not it's not a short race. and no. But you're still going to go hard. So Yeah. Um, I actually, with the move and everything going on, I've been training in the New Balance Fuel Cell Training Companion in order to get the New Balance race shoe. But with everything going on, I actually forgot to order. So I didn't have the race shoe. I only had my, um, my Nike um, Vapor Flies. So I was like, that sort of helped me choose because it was that or that. Um, but I knew the last time I wore them for a 50K, oh, the last time I wore them for a 10K, they were a little bit weird. They weren't the same, exactly the same as the orange pair. And now I'm going to take them on a 50K. And I must say, after, I think like 35Ks, I was starting to get annoyed with them. I, I don't know. And maybe it's just because you're changing the way you run and you're getting fatigued. And if you're fatigued, they don't feel so good. And they feel you like you, you, even though they're light, your feet feel quite heavy. You've got to... You know, you just, yeah, I kept on thinking, like, light as a feather, like, you've got to just stop stomping, you know, like, stop fatiguing, because then the shoes don't work for you. You've got to think light. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so I didn't, I, I think the less shoes you have, the better. <laughs> well, that, the next two foam is definitely harder than the previous yeah. version. There's no yeah, doubt. Like, we've spoken about yeah. this, and a few people have, that yeah. the foam, it's definitely, a, like, a, a firmer shoe than the previous version of the next percent yeah but also give it to nark um i didn't have one blister one black toenail like they were perfect with my my little socks so it was the best outcome of a race i've had in ages so at least i chose the right socks for the day as well because <laughs> sometimes you get that wrong you can have the right shoe and then the wrong socks they're just too thick or i don't know mm. so yeah you had the runs you had the uh, run socks on I remember seeing oh, yeah, that, yeah, the yeah, versus the socks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I saw them. Yeah. Because has everyone just stopped wearing the elf flies, have they? No, most people didn't start. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't see anybody wearing them, and I just I, I save them for races, and now it's got me wondering. It's because they're not as popular. 
Damn, it's it's mm -hmm. just everyone finds them too bulky. <laughs> they they mm -hmm. honestly bulky. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, I I just oh. think they give me a little bit more height and. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah so yeah so yeah that's why I was, I was curious to what what shoes you were wearing can i just jump in on that and develop it then darren so what you know now then on a 50k because i i had this thought the other day on uh 38k and what's your thinking right now for shoes for comrades because you're adding on a minute per k in terms of your average pace from what you almost ran on that 50. Yeah, I would, at the moment, I'd, I'd probably wear the um, vapor fly, certainly not the other fly. Well, my question was for Jackie, but I got your answer. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So, which ones? Which... So, based on what you did at Runnified. Yeah. Um, I think I'd really like to try the, the new Would color. you still go the super shoe? I okay. yes. But I think I need to try, and I've only worn vapor flies, so I'm just curious as to New Balance because I train in New Balance, so I just think it just makes sense to race in New Balance. But um, yeah, I'll try them out in another race first. So yeah, because what was your what's your average pace for Runnified? Was it four or nine? I was trying to go four oh four four oh five, which I managed for I think. To the marathon, and then it went to like 14, and then the last five were like imploded. Uh, so then, comrades, it's potentially anywhere from 5:15 to five and a half, right? Yeah, yeah, for comrades, I don't think I, I don't think I want to wear a super shoe for comrades. I don't know if I could run further in those shoes for me. I'm gonna have to try out. I'm gonna have to experiment. To be honest, I think, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They Did just, they? after a while, they start to irritate me. But maybe it's not the shoe. Maybe it's just, it's my legs. And they're just getting tired. And any shoe is going to irritate you after that, you know. And I won't know until I try another pair. Well, I just, like, yeah, the only reason, because I had the thought and I'm sitting there going, I, I just don't think I could run. There's no way I could run anything over five minutes a K or five and a half minutes a K in a yeah. super shoe and my comrade's pace would be like geez over like six minutes a k so yeah. like there's no the way i could do that in a super shoe also stability you know because you need you know also when you're fatiguing just to have that little bit of support so if you're not strong it'll find all your weak spots i think so i also need to be very careful i, I came back fine after the 50 i've got no niggles or anything but whether and I suppose that's what your long training runs are for, right? When you go out and you do your solo 60K runs is to go and at that pace, see what shoe works for you because you're only going to know when you try. But would you use a super shoe on a long run? Like I trained and I, I still got it wrong. I, I did a 50 or 60K run in my super flies at the 100K pace the, on one training run before the 100K. And then they still irritated me on the day. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, just I thought I'd just jump on that because I kind of we had that thought the other day, and I thought oh, it'd be interesting to bring it to this episode. And then Darren threw the the question in, which yeah, I think it's pretty good timing. Yeah, I don't want any surprises on the long run. Like you get to thirty k and then you hate this shoe, and you're like, oh, I should have. I'd rather 
you know, it's just a little bit more money. Just go and try it on the, at race pace, even at a race. Just go try it. Otherwise, yeah, I think like my yeah. shins would be shattered. Like <laughs> doing like by the time I get to sixty k, I reckon I'll yeah, just be cool, fried. Like, yeah, it's also like body weight, and you know, I'm, I'm tiny, so I can probably get away with it for further. Yeah. Anyway, enough time to figure that out. <laughs> Uh, I got one last we, question, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after you know they they show the race on TV until the winners come through and and the last little bits, but and then what? So in a in a race like that, what did you get to mingle afterwards? Did oh, you well, chat I, to I, everybody? Did you? Yeah, so I sat yeah? down. Someone gave me a chair. Someone took my shoes off. No one's ever taken my shoes off and my stinky <laughs> socks. And they found me a recovery drink. And I was like, I could get used to this. Um, and they're like, are you okay to walk back to the hotel? Um, I'm like, yeah. Uh, you know, do I need to be drug tested? And they were like, no, it's okay. I'm like, you sure? Okay. And we just went back to the hotel and, and I saw Wayne and I'm like, oh, you know, I really want a beer. Like, I'm dying for beer. So, and I had a 0, 0.0 beer that we got from the sponsors, but I didn't have <laughs> yeah. a beer opener. So I'm sitting with this beer and I'm picking, fanging for a beer. And I can't open it. And then um, they were all shuttling people to the airport. And I thought there was my only shuttle. So I ended up, they locked me out of my room. So I had to get the key because it was after 12 to get my bags down. I saw Wayne and I said, okay, I'm going to go get my well-deserved drink. I'll see you. Mm -hmm. And then the shuttle bus called and then we got dropped off at the airport. And um, 30 minutes later, I was lying on those airport seats flat on my back, like completely exhausted. So there was no mingling. <laughs> oh, saw, really? Wow. Him at the airport, but we yeah. were just like, yeah, it's not, it was glamorous for the first two hours and then it's just reality bites. You've got to get back to the hotel because I was leaving that night. Wayne had another day. So mm. and I've got to make, get all these athletes now back to the airport, like COVID safe in their vehicles, you know? So, um, okay. yeah, so there was, but, oh, but, but wait, we did, before that, how did I forget? We had a team meeting where we had the prize giving, um, and that was yeah. cool. And they put on some food, and um, we had some awesome spring rolls and things and burgers, um, and we got to take some final picks. And then, yeah, and, and so then that, that was, was it. All done. Yeah. Business. The <laughs> yeah, that was a go for top South African athletes. And um, oh, you'll like this, Sandy. So the guy, yeah. he's giving me my medal, and he goes, You're like a fine red wine. <laughs> I do love my red wine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, matured with age. <laughs> so, yeah, and everyone from the team, they're just so humble. They're there in their tracky pants, just like you wouldn't say that person's just broken a record. You know, they're just so down to earth. I just wondered if how much talk there'd been sort of afterwards and if you get to get any of the inside scoop because, I mean, so many of us, I'm sure, were thinking that the girls went out a bit quick in the beginning and if it yeah. um, pacing and, you know, all the different I suppose you, and you don't really get to, to chat okay. about that afterwards then if you're all busy getting rushed off somewhere, you know. Yeah, so, no, we did have yeah. the, the prize giving, but it was more the yeah. the, the prize giving and, and then there was Just, a bit of a chat afterwards and, and then we had to to go. That was about midday. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. We're okay. letting her off the stand. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll call Wayne to the stand. Hey. Well done, mate. Well, first let me say. Jackie's left out all the nuts and bolts of it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. She has, she's cut you guys short massively. And like I said, I'm listening to her and I'm saying, I'm waiting for her to give you all the nuts and bolts. And no. this is what I'm listening. I'm saying, Jackie, you, you're not giving everyone everything. And now when uh-huh. I highlight it for Jackie, she's going to go, oh, 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 oh. So that's why I said, I'm listening. <laughs> But, but then you, you uh, wouldn't yeah. have anything to talk about. <laughs> oh, no. But then you can give me too much to say. <laughs> no, but um, again, I think in, in the build-up, um, I knew uh, I couldn't wait for the event. I was really excited. But I knew this um, from obviously late December. So I sort of worked towards it. Um, again, it was more just, um, I, I remember mentioning it in the last um, chat we had, and I said, uh, more just to, to see how, where I'm at and obviously just to, uh, that confidence boosted to see that, hey, um, you, you know, you can you can run with with these um, legends. You know, most, uh, you know, look, just looking around, you're just, um, it's like I was like a kid and that's what I, it's the best way to describe it. I was like a kid and, oh, and if I had you and Sandy next to me, it would have been totally different because Jackie, Jackie, and I'm going to reveal it because I'll tell you, Sandy, Jackie is very shy. She's very, she's, she's very, like, I said, Jackie, let's go, let's go take photos. Let's go mingle. She's like, ooh. I said, no, come on, let's go. Um, and, and before then, like I said, if Owen was next to me or Sandy, man, I know Owen is not scared. He'd get in. He'd get in. And I was in before Jackie even came. I was in. I was mixing and mingling. And I'll give you all the nuts and bolts leading up to it, but, um, you know, obviously now leading towards that, um, when we last spoke, I was about to leave, but on my way through, um, I had planned to do a half marathon, which was in, um, just outside Dubai. Yeah, in, um, it was in, uh, called Ras Al Khaimah, um, which is well known uh, for being the fastest, one of the fastest tracks on the planet. And I never understood, but what I did is I actually left Brisbane and I arrived in Dubai um, literally um, very early that morning. Uh, I was well prepared in terms of my paperwork and my did all my homework so I knew exactly what was needed. Um, obviously, um, in going overseas, um, I'll be honest with you, the COVID thing was a little concerning because I wasn't too sure how is going to handle the whole thing, you know. So in, in t- just in terms of how we were going to obviously, um, well, getting there, what's it going to be like, um, how we actually can on and so forth. So with that being said, um, landed in Dubai that morning. That that was a an eye-opener, like I said, because we landed at 5.15 in the morning and there was in no, honestly, there were about 25, 28 planet, planes from other parts of the world that all landed there. And it literally took me. Hello? Are we there? Yeah. Oh, it's quiet. It literally took, took me about an hour to get out of customs in Dubai, which was absolutely uh, unearthing because I hadn't been in such a big, uh, in, a, in, in a place with so many people. There were hundreds of thousands of people. But anyway, I kept my mask and did all that, got out the airport, 
and made my way. It was about an hour and a half north of Dubai. Um, then we got up to Ras Al Khaimah, which is a, a, another state of the UAE. Um, stayed in a lovely hotel with the other athletes. Um, man, again, I got to mix and mingle with uh, some of the, you know, the quickest. I mean, the world record holder was the Kiblimo. Um, you, you know, everywhere you looked was star-studded star athletes. So just to get the opportunity to line up with them um, was, was again, I was like a, a kid in a candy store. I was more starstruck than anything else. And again, if you, if you saw me, you'd know exactly what that was. Um, but I got, to, I got a chance to look at the track. It was pancake flat. There was no wind. 17, 18 degrees, the start of the event. This is a half marathon. So for me, this was just a nice hit out to tune up, tune up just to see where I'm at. Hatterstein was on the line and I mentioned and I, uh, you know, said hello, but to me, she just didn't look right when I saw her. Uh, she was in a new kit. Um, she's obviously with Adidas now, so she was there. Um, like I said, some of the, the best, even females athletes uh, on the planet, Helen O'Beary, from Kenya. Um, so again, it was just just amazing just to be a part of it. Anyway, the gun took off, we went, we did the half marathon. Um, again, I knew exactly where I wanted to be. And of course I knew there was uh, plenty of people to chase. Um, I just sort of stuck on to, um, uh, I knew where I wanted to be in terms of pace, felt comfortable uh, and, I, and I held that through the whole way. Um, so I was extremely pleased with that run. And I knew that um, the sort of speed in, uh, that I had and the strength through it um, actually um, took me through quite comfortably to the event. Um, with that being said, um, I didn't have much time because I was just there for a weekend. And I literally um, had uh, the best part of, gee whiz, I think it was left Dubai early Saturday morning and got to South Africa. Um, I literally landed on, I think it was uh, Sunday, Sunday morning, yeah, Sunday, just about midday in Johannesburg. Um, from there on, it was a case of, um, I'd basically arranged and knew a few guys. I've never been to, alt well, I've been to altitude, but never really had run at altitude as such. So I said, I'd, I'd go up to, um, Dalstrom. So that's essentially where I went and basically spent about a week up there before um, obviously heading down to the runified, um, to the race itself. Um, that experience and just running up there was absolutely amazing. Um, I'll be honest, I, I enjoyed that. I never sort of, um, like I said, um, just, just rolling to undulations and just basically tuning up towards um, the race, which was obviously um, the next week. Uh, sorry, I, I, I had a week in Job again, and I planned on going and doing a couple of days in Durban before heading um, to PE. Um, yeah, so essentially that, that was the thinking was to try and just see where I'm at and, you know, head down there with the confidence. So coming out of Dubai felt so good. Spending the week in Dalstrom was absolutely amazing uh, the food um, and everything else that we had to had they had to offer was was absolutely amazing out there um, and again obviously 
it wasn't more a case of being at altitude or trying to see what gains I could get from it because you'd need a lot more longer time, uh, as you can appreciate, uh, before you'd actually head down to, um, you know, to sea level again. So, yeah, that's that's essentially what I did. Um, arrived in Durban, and I remember in Durban, I basically um, hadn't had uh, much to do, but just to sit back, relax, um, um, got myself ready in that race week because we were only heading down to Port Elizabeth on the Friday. So basically just relaxed, got myself sharp and ready. And I was essentially, um, I think I flew down to P about midday. So I got there before Jackie. Because I think Jackie got down there in the afternoon. Is that right, Jackie? Yeah, you got yeah. there, I think, a day before. Mm, something like that. So, yeah, it was um, in getting there, um, I got picked up by these guys. And again, I'll be very honest, um, uh, I've competed in, in a few, in, in different events. Um, but I knew this was going to be a special event, just in terms of how it, um, it was um, organized, how it was hosted. Um, uh, again, I've never been... A part of NetBank team in 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 their sort of in one of their events. So this was for me a, a new experience. And I tell you what, from the time I got there, I was made to feel so welcome um, by the auxiliary staff, uh, Nick Bester, everyone else. Because um, uh, again, I hadn't met any of these people, um, but all the associate staff they welcomed me. Felt so at home. Uh, felt so comfortable. It's like they knew me, who I was. They'd studied me. <laughs> Um, you know, everything in the whole lead up to it. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I said, Jackie obviously hadn't. Uh, there was a few hours between her and I getting there. And I tell you what, I didn't waste time at all. Owen, I tell you what, Sandy, you guys would have been so proud because, like I said, I just started mixing and mingling. Um, you know, got to meet everyone uh, from previous comrades, winners, um, previous South African marathon champions, pre previous two oceans. And I knew, uh, I'd say, 98% of these people. And not knew them. I, I didn't know them personally, but I, I certainly knew who they were. So I didn't wait for them. I, 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 I obviously placed the opportunity and went up to meet them, introduce myself, and just, you know, just mix and mingle and socialize. And I had lunch with a lot of them. And, and just, just, just I embraced the whole occasion as such. Um, and yeah, so by, by the time sort of um, Jackie arrived, I'd set the platform for her. So everything was 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 really <laughs> schmicko and good to go in terms of um, people had known that uh, there were only two Australians that had come to the race. Um, and with that, there were a few other athletes who were supposed to have come, but but at Pula, Katrina Jennings was one of them. Um, she had last minute uh, decided not to come um, because of injury. Um, there are a few Russian athletes that, are, for obvious reasons, uh, weren't allowed to participate. Um, but I met, uh, I met, like I said, some world-class uh, guys. There's a young Frenchman called Raoul Guillemaro, um, tall, looks like a basketball player, um, just an amazing athlete. You know, the one thing that stood out about all of these athletes, all of them, was their immense sense of humility and their... The acquired sense of confidence. Um, none of them ever bragged or said, it. if anything, they shortchanged themselves. Um, uh, but just just hope for the best as such. 
Um, I'll be very honest with you because by the first evening, everyone just wanted to talk to the, to the two Australians. <laughs> Everywhere we went, we picked up some good friends. Uh, one of them was Edward Matibi, who was the current reigning Comrades Marathon champion. He just somehow just took to Jackie and I. Um, you know, I managed to get uh, his contact information. He's obviously, um, you know, managed to, to his, get into his head and, 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 and see what he does and what makes him tick. Um, and his training partner we met them. Um, again, just such fantastic down-to-earth people. Um, yeah, the likes of Claude Michel, uh, who's one of David Katebe. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's guys that were there that, that were two Oceans champions, multiple Malopo, um, Stephen Makoka, who, who broke the world record. And as Jackie said, you know, in just watching them, it was uh, something to behold because... You know, you watch them and you just go, my goodness, these guys are, are absolute machines, uh, to say the least. Um, then in the build-up to the actual race itself, um, they provided, it was, again, a world-class event. As Jackie said, the um, press conference was bang, bang. Everything was organized, bang on time. Um, but very, very, um, because this was classified as a world athletics event, they actually classified it. Um, you get different levels um, of racing, um, you get platinum, you get gold, uh, and so on and so forth, and IAU label. But this is world athletics, so that puts it on 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 par with um, an Olympic level event. So everything from even the shoe you're wearing, Darren, has to be. You have to show them your shoes. You have to sign and sign a declaration. Say this is your shoes. Uh, if you wore any other shoes in the day, you you get disqualified. Um, everything from obviously. Um, checking your race gear to, um, you know, no special advertising on your gear. Guys had to change their tops and cover advertising logos. Um, it was all obviously, um, you know, very well, well organized. Um, uh, the Obviously, the race referee is somebody who uh, met as well. His name's Nori Williamson, um, such a knowledgeable, uh, giving guy who's, who's, who's really giving back to the sport so much but um, a wealth of knowledge in terms of um, what he's doing for running in South Africa, for, for South Africa as such, and in terms of putting them on the map. Um, but essentially, you know, he's guiding us through the whole process and what, what goes on. Um, again, Sandy, when I said to Jackie, I said, Jackie, we need to get moving. We get to get mobilized, and, and we don't have much time because we were there on a Friday, we had the Saturday, and basically race was Sunday. So I said, right, Jackie, our first stop is, um, you know, Jackie and I ate together every day. So we were genuine good teammates. Uh, we had brekkie together. We had dinner. Um, and again, we obviously tried to take advantage of all, all the different, uh, you know, everything that was on offer. I even took her, I said to Jax, we need to go. There was free massage, but you had to book your times in. So we made sure that Jackie and I got massaged. Um, the guy who was doing it, obviously, he's the physio for the South African cricket team um, and for one of the, and he's in the IP, involved in the IPL league too. So he knew his stuff and, you know, he was there just to flush everyone out and, um, yeah, get everyone um, race ready as such. Um, on the day itself, um, in leading up to it, 
Um, we'd got to meet the likes of, again, the way they had professionally organized everything, uh, Q and Walker and, and the team, um, they, they're part of the commentary team. They'd heard about us and knew everything about us. They even knew about the podcast. And uh, I said to Owen that Q was, was so keen to, to talk to him and, and can't wait to meet him when he comes down uh, for comrades, uh, if he comes down in August. But essentially, um, that was, you know, just the networking part of it was was just absolutely amazing. Um, on the day itself, again, um, it was beautiful, perfect conditions. Um, again, Jackie and them left at six, um, and we left a half an hour later. Um, the loop course was so good because you could see each other frequently. Um, and obviously, there's no place to hide as well. Uh, the first part of the race, we did have wind. Uh, a bit of wind going, headwind, uh, yeah, slight headwind, but that sort of settled down after about two laps. Um, on a personal level, I, I actually didn't have a good run. <laughs> um, uh, this, I think, I uh, sort of when I tried and looked into it and did a post mortem, I, I sort of there's one or two things that I sort of came up with when I said I didn't have a good run is that um, I had a plan A and a plan B. The plan A, I knew what time I. I, I um, I believed I was capable of, and we worked that out. But essentially, I also, um, you know, I had a plan B, and the plan B would just be, yeah, just you know, if it didn't feel right, just 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 sort of cruise in there and 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 get comfortable because, you know, you don't want to make it a long day. So essentially, that's what I did. Enjoyed it, took it all in. Um, there weren't many people out there in terms of spectators, but. You know, the support from the, the volunteers and, and the organizers was, was absolutely next level. So we got that constant support from them. Um, again, hanging on, when I say hanging on, the second half, it really heated up. It, it got particularly warm. Um, and, and everyone, I could see everyone else, you know, everyone that we sort of passed and, and we could see along the way all mentioned the exact same thing that they were all feeling the effects of the heat. And I obviously um, started pouring a lot of water myself. Um, but again, just to run with the likes and, and you know, you're looking at Claude Michel and David Goudet and all these guys next to you and you're going, my goodness, this is, I kept, I was smiling the whole way because I, I couldn't believe I'm running with these guys, you know? So um, on that personal level, I was extremely, uh, again, a little disappointed with, with, with what I, we, we had finished, but, Essentially, so happy that that I'd managed to achieve. Um, you know, still, it's a positive tick towards a step in the right direction, which is exactly, um, you know, what I, what I sort of achieved. my plan B was at the end of the day. As long as we turn up there and we get a result and somewhere we'll be pleased that hey, hang on, um, we got there. That that's what was I was so grateful for. Um, on a, again, on another personal level is that, you know, just the opportunity to be running and in that in that mix with people was just absolutely um, something I'll, I'll forever be grateful for. Um, one thing that did stand out was when we'd finished, Nick Bester mentioned, um, he, he came up to me and he said, he mentioned how proud he was, how proud he was of, of, of both Jackie and our performances, such, uh, you know, both our performances because, I knew he'd expected us, you know, to, to have a reasonable day, but but he he honestly was was blown away by, by the you know, the, the way we performed and and obviously, you know, said we can hold our heads high, 
which is exactly, I, I took that on board uh, in such a big way. So to get that from him, it was huge kudos. Um, he said again, he's so excited about comrades uh, and he can't wait to see um, how that all pans out. Um, that's obviously something that I'm, I've made it no secret. I'm super excited about com comrades because this is another building block towards that. Um, yeah, it's again, it was a, such a privilege to be part of that. And the positives that I can take out of it is that, um, like I said, um, I felt amazing. I was ready to go the next day. Um, the obvious, I think the only other side was, <laughs> I didn't think I'd come back to work. I wasn't supposed to come back to work. I wasn't even thinking of work, honestly. Um, and I literally touched back in Brisbane and my phone was going nuts. And I go, oh, no, here we go. Um, so, yeah, I was literally back in Brisbane um, in in no time. I was, yeah, sorry, out of Brisbane and back to work. Um, I've been at work almost two weeks. So, basically, I think Jackie hadn't even touched down in Oz and I was back here, you know. So, yeah, um, it was just good to see the borders all open and everything is sort of back to normal, um, which was, again, I was just, again, grateful just to be able to travel. Um, yeah, Sandy, the one thing I can say was uh, Jackie, I spoke to her afterwards and, yeah, I was surprised because I went down to the bar and I thought we'd have some, you know, some, some drinks afterwards and celebrate, but Jackie was out of it. She said she couldn't. She was absolutely uh, not in the position. She was apparently she was flat out on the bed. She didn't tell you, Jack, uh, guys, that she's. I don't know what happened to her number, but Jackie was absolutely chafed in the back. Um, I don't know. You pulled up, Jackie. Is it? <laughs> is that how you settled? <laughs> yeah, it was like a square on the back. Yeah, it's. it's oh, <laughs> didn't, look, didn't look pleasant. The shower absolutely. was a lot of fun. Oh, it was so sore. Yeah. yeah. Because no, it was that's, a nylon, that's, nylon number. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, that's the one thing I, I remember. She, she couldn't move. You saw it afterwards. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of casualties too on the day. You know, Jackie, I'll tell you, one of the biggest ones was, was Yvette Gonzalez. She's, a, you know, one of South Africa's top distance runners. Uh, she did finish third, but she's badly dehydrated. They actually rushed her off to a hospital um, and she had to get an IV on her. Um, and, you know, Again, she's a champion, but she obviously finished it. But um, from what, what I could see, she was in a world of pain. But, um, yes, in moving forward, comrades, can't wait. Um, again, keep building. Um, like I said, um, the legs feel amazing. Uh, there's no, um, again, just like Jackie, no, no, real, no side effects, no, nothing. I've been back, I'm back in sort of easy training. Um, but obviously... The business is basically um, in the next uh, month or two, we start seriously getting towards comrades. Uh, entries open this week, I believe. Um, is it Wednesday? Uh, entries open. So um, we've got the opportunity to, um, yeah, get get in the in the ballot. I think it's only 15,000 entries. I wonder how quick that's going to go away. But um yeah, so looking forward to that and building towards um, comrades. Again, the confidence that I've gained from 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 Runified um, is absolutely um, something that I needed, and just affirmed that 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 I'm moving in the right direction. 
And yeah, again, can't wait for comrades. And like I said, now it's no longer the long road to comrades. We are there. So uh, I can see it, you know. So super exciting. Can you just um, give us a bit of a day in the life of Dahlstrom? Like, you know, we kind of know of it and know about it, Mm -hmm. but we don't really know what happens, right? Other than the snippets you can see on YouTube. And and I think it's the same like Kenya and we hear the interviews and we see the the end product of a video but you know from on a, from wake up and that what is a day like because there's not a lot to yeah. do and it's it is just running right absolutely so so the one thing that blew my mind um, Owen, is that i've heard a lot about it but i've never like obviously seen there's lots on youtube um but it's it's a quiet little country town it's not a big big town um but oh, that that's the, the city center but there's so many different bed and breakfast. It's like a tourist mecca. Believe it or not, it just it just blossoms in the middle of nowhere, bang, at 2,000 meters. And they cater for, because everywhere you just see runners and cyclists everywhere in Dalston. Um, but again, I got to stay there for just short of a week. And in that um, time, Owen, I obviously, I embraced the opportunity because they, they, there's so many people running there. Um, I was up at, you know, 5.30, um, we had a gym not far from there, so I could do that. But essentially, I'd go out for the morning runs. Um, I wasn't doing anything too serious, but obviously just getting out. Everything is rolling hills. There's nothing flat in Dalston. <laughs> so lots of rolling hills. Um, the food is amazing in Dalston. So when you come back, it's, you know, everyone's eating, uh, getting massages. It's, it's like a, man, I tell you what, it's a mecca for runners. I can only imagine what it's like in a build-up to huge events because uh, the people who are hosting us said that um man in, in the build up to two oceans or comrades which which is two oceans are building up now um so many athletes come down there and it's not just elite athletes it's it's everyone you know um people go there and and you see them all out there um just running and everyone is super friendly um they, they actually offer you water along the way like like i said just just the locals you want some water you know it's it's absolutely uh, and I'll be honest, I, because of that, you feel safe, um, you, you are safe, and people are so welcoming there because that's what they tell you, they want people to come back. Uh, so, yep, I find myself doing that, and I don't normally do a lot of double runs leading up to the race, but I started to do a bit of that, um, you know, a little bit in the afternoon. Um, but then in the days, though, when I'd also, <laughs> I'd get to have some sleep, which is something I, I hadn't done, but I was still... I don't know why, like Jackie said, she didn't struggle going, um, for some reason, I just, I, I struggled. I needed that time before that just to get my clock set. But essentially, you'd be doing that, um, you know, running, most people run twice a day there. Um, I'll be very honest, again, in running in and around Dahlstrom, you definitely feel you you at, at, at altitude because it's, your breathing is laboured. Um, I certainly, and, I, and again, being honest with you, not having much experience with altitude, um, I had to quickly um, readjust my, uh, get some calculations done in terms of adjusting your your pacing, uh, because I tried doing a few tempo runs uh, at my normal pace, um, but my tempo and my threshold run <laughs> pace had to be adjusted because I was struggling at, at what I'm used to. So I knew I'm at altitude, and that's the part that, that was so exciting was to see that, hey, this actually, uh, you know, you can feel it. And I'll be honest, oh, by day five, I started to feel comfortable. Like, oh, I said, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. But a lot of the guys who were there, 
and has been there for two and three weeks and now now you you generally only get it after two weeks you start to feel the effects of it you know three weeks will be even better but but generally 10 10 to 20 days is sort of what you should aim for um so yeah that's that was the nice thing about Dalston was just seeing the sea of of people and there's 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 runners and cyclists everywhere on the road so um yeah it's just an inviting little town i I'll recommend it to anyone traveling there if you can, and you get the opportunity, um, try that. Try that to stop. Edward and TV was one of the the guys who said he, um, he regularly goes up there, um, or or Lesotho, Lesotho as well as where they go. So awesome experience. So and if anyone really has the opportunity, yeah, just just try it out. And like I said, I haven't done it, um, like for a longer long period of time. But I'd certainly love to, if I get the opportunity, I'd love to do that and then go back to sea level and and see. Generally, see how it feels. Yeah, I've already openly said if I win lotto, I'm buying a house. <laughs> um, and anybody's welcome to join, but we'll be uh, doing camps whenever anybody wants to come. So, uh, the COVID fear, Wayne, like I think that's something yep. that we kind of, uh, well, we're only really starting to actually in WA see it now, and it's starting to impact events. Um, yep. I know the rest of the world, people that hear this would be going, oh, geez, we were there two years ago, guys. Um, but we know the low vaccination rate in South Africa and mm-hmm. um, the reality of it. For you, you mentioned the the COVID fear. What What's that like? You know, did you, and you went to Durban, you would have seen family. Yep. Did you restrict yourself or what did? how did you go about it? Well, the one thing that stood out to me, like I said, from the time I touched down in Dubai, um, I think... This is only my opinion, but essentially, uh, the way the way things or the way COVID was was obviously treated, yeah, um, it's totally different to the way they 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 treated on that end. Um, that's only my opinion. Um, I mean, I did everything in terms of being COVID safe. You know, social distancing. I had double mask on when traveling, uh, hand sanitizer, and so on and so forth. But the one thing I did find that, especially in South Africa, I was amazed because most people are wearing the mask. Um, doing the right thing, um, and uh, generally, the, look, look. Unless people aren't reporting numbers, um, most of them were staggered by the numbers because I was showing people, oh, this is in Australia. These, these are the numbers today. You know, showing them all the different states. Um, but it, it honestly is. It has settled down there, and I found it moving about. Again, I was you know masked up and doing all that sort of thing, but um, I felt it very, very, you felt very free moving about. And obviously, uh, in looking after myself leading up to the event, um, yeah, you didn't feel like you were in this, you know, in this place where I've, I've got to be careful whom I come into contact and, and, and where, mindful of the fact that, yes, that's what's in the back of your head. But um, no, everyone I'd come into contact with had been, you know, sensible in the way they were. Uh, they, they, they obviously knew COVID's around, but obviously... Um, just in the way they went about their daily doings. Uh, people, everywhere you go, there's hand sanitizer too. Um, this is in South Africa, everywhere. Um, and again, even uh, Jackie will tell you at the, at the hotel and everywhere we were, you know, you had to have the mask on. Um, lots of places there um, also ask for, um, you know, to check vaccines. Not everywhere, but it depends where you go. Um, but no, generally felt uh, safe. And, and like I said, just moving around, um, the sense of, of that freedom was definitely there. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, again, people were shocked from that end to, yeah, 
how the case numbers have exploded. Yeah, and I had no idea. Most of them have no idea. So when you actually show them, you know, these are the numbers in or oh, Queensland, WA, and New South Wales. They go, oh, my word. <laughs> so yeah, it was um, interesting. Cool. Anybody else got any questions? Be quiet. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try come back on again, but I know I've been causing interference. Sorry, am I better now, Owen? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Wayne, you said something that interested me, um, and you said that the one thing that stuck out to you was just how humble um, they all were. Yes, and yeah. I, I have noticed that even, but I, I, I seem to think that it's long distance running that humiliates you and I don't know maybe it you can tell me up there at the pointy end if it's like that because if you know somebody could win the marathon today and he's really good and mm -hmm. the next race he's coming second or third just depending on the day so you yes. never I mean Bruce Fordhouse was amazing that he won the same race over and over and over but with marathon running it's often that it's it's a different winner. Um, yeah. Often. I know. And again, to your point, Sandy, um, that's that's what stuck out for me. Because like, I said from from the get go, I, I sort of because again, I was so not just excited to be there, but uh, you know, I was starstruck with all these people. But yes, not just I'm the sure. level, just absolute, just the level of. Um, you know, they, they've got the, a, con, a quiet confidence about themselves. But yeah. like I said, um, you know, I just ask them some basic stuff and, and talk about what they've been doing, training and, and how they're going and where they're at. And, and there was no hiding, you know, it's all oh, not going well. I've been in the suit, I've been doing this. Um, I've been trying this. I'm hoping uh, that things work. Um, Edward Motibi, who was, I was told, Owen, he's quite taken back. Um, he says, you know, he had no idea. I said, no, no, actually, I'm from South Africa originally, but I'm living there. But he says, man, you guys, so I said, no, no, they all, most, most Aussies are friendly. So he's, he was like, we need to get there. So that's why he's trying to network because he, he says, I'd love to see it. And, and he's heard about the Gold Coast Mountain. He says, oh, I'd love to do that. I said, yeah, you know, this, you know. So, um, yeah, it was just, you know, because Sandy, when you look at these people, you think, Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, they're on a different level, you know. But mm. honestly, Sandy, you could sit there and I, you know, I said, uh, you could sit down and, and have a chat with them, and they're just, just so, you know, so humble. And they, you can, you can see the way they go about their business, that they machines, mm. you, you know, come race day, it was race day, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, yes. serious business. The, and, oh, it was, yeah. it was serious business, and again, um, there was a lot of talk to Sandy about because um, guys also, some guys couldn't commit because they, they were doing, they're going for the two options, which is only a couple of weeks away. Mm. So, you, you know, um, what they they do talk about is also because they they they, 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 they they make you know clear, as clear as daylight, that they're there to, to win. Every one of them says they want to win because, um, you know, for them, obviously, they make a living from it. Um, so... It, it's about you know it's racing. Making, racing. It's racing, so they could yeah. earn, earn mm. a dollar and also you know obviously mm. look after their families and such. Um, so yeah, some of them ch chose between uh, the ratified and because you can't race two oceans as well. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, it's um, again, it's just just to see the you know that they they they're absolutely normal, but um, just lovely mm. people, just so embracing. Mm. Um, there was a guy, um, his name's Alec. I'm sure you heard him. He's one of the commentators, Alec Little, and he mm. um, he, he spoke to Jackie and I uh, on several occasions, and and that's the one thing uh, that that. I mean, you can see he loves mixing and mingling with them, um, but made it a point that these guys are just super, super down to earth. Um, mm. And and I saw that firsthand. And why I say that's because I've never experienced being with them. You know, all up front and right there, and they they're just so down to earth, which was something that stood out um, from anything anything I've I've seen or experienced in my lifetime. And I'll never forget. Never forget. I'm sure. <laughs> Lovely. And I mean the winning um the the Makoka, I mean he he was oh. he hasn't run that distance before. He's only run a marathon. So it seemed like there was no knowledge of how he was actually gonna go. No, um, and, and, and I mean he was know, fantastic. To give you some insight, yeah. Sandy, there's there's a Frenchman, a young Frenchman I spoke about we met, uh, his name is Raul and he's only twenty four. He came fifth at Rally Five. But he's um he's he, he actually broke the European record. At the event, um, and he's got an impressive 100k time. Only 24. Um, he's wow. not coming to comrades because he's going to the 100k World Championships. But again, such a down to earth guy, and I got to meet him and speak to him. But he, you know, he mentioned because he was right up there with the lead pack. Yes. And this McCorkle, Stephen McCorkle, he was not there in the first 30 k's. He sat behind him because he, mm. he didn't like the wind. He explained it was too windy, so he just tucked in and he hid behind them. And I tell you what, Sandy, when he got to 33, 35, this, this Raul, the French guy, was telling me, he says, in his own words, he said, this guy injected a pace that he knew if he kept going was suicide for him because mm -hmm. they were running, they were averaging about three minutes and 20 per kilometer at that stage. And, mm -hmm. and McCorkle injected, he went down to 259, 255, 303. Mm -hmm. Those were the next three or four Ks. He injected a surge from 33 to 35 that none of them could come back from, you know. And that's why mm. if you look at uh, Stephen's splits, he, he negative split it, you know. He's, it was phenomenal. And that's the way Bruce Ford, I said, the proper way to break any record is to negative split. And it's so true mm. because this guy was, mm. he obviously knew, he didn't know what to expect. Uh, but in his interview, he said that, look, I'm going to hang on, see how I feel. Um, and he didn't lose any of his momentum. But the surge that he put in, don't forget, Sandy, he won by four minutes. No one yes. could keep that pace. And to no, get a, no. a genuine perspective from the Frenchman, he said that guy was, he did something that, yeah, if you tried to do it, you you definitely blow up. You would blow up mm. spectacularly. So um, he said he just stuck to his plan. And he managed to break the, 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 the European national record, <laughs> you know. So wow. that just shows you that that guy on the day, Steve McCorkle, was in that's the league it. all of his own, Sandy. And that's yeah. that's like yeah. anyone else, you know. You When you yeah. have your own race, you know when you're having a good day and no one else will understand that. So that's what that uh, McCorkle did. And like I said, mm. to watch him, as Jackie said, you could see his bounce, his cadence. Um, you could see him moving along. And, and you could see, like, uh, you know, I never I never saw him in the first three laps, but the last two I certainly saw him. Uh, and you just went, my goodness, um, what an athlete, what an athlete. So We also got to remember, the first half of that race for him was a tempo. No, like, exactly. Because 
like he he's a two hundred seven guy. He's half marathon yeah. fifty nine minutes. So like yeah. the first half, he's he was talking and tempoing, and everybody else is basically <laughs> racing, right? So <laughs> you, you sit there and you go, he's all class. Like in terms of he he's been going for years. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. like you said, Sandy, nobody knew after the marathon distance what was going to happen yeah. because and then he just got fast. <laughs> Like he's <laughs> in that field, he's ten minutes quicker than most of the people in that field. Yeah, in a, over the marathon distance, right? Yeah. My goodness. And I would, like I said, if you <clears throat> saw him, especially in the last two laps, uh, again, like you know, uh, uh, Jackie says, just poultry in motion because it it looked effortless. He was not. Mm-hmm. Again, I still mm-hmm. believe, you know, with more time and experience, I can he can take more of that world record, man. <laughs> That's honestly, like you say, Owen, he didn't get out of, he was stuck in, in the, he had a couple of years more to go, you know, that's that's how it looked. Well, you're going to get the borderline, so that the 205 to 210 guy or girl are now going to go do, the 50k has become more like common, and there's do big it, money yeah. for them, they're going to yeah. go to that opposed to a marathon, because they can go get a good payday, you know, possibly get a, a world record instead of coming 50th in a marathon, right? That's it, Like yeah. So they're going to go and do that more, um, especially if events that pay more. Like, at the end of the day, they're there to make money. That's what they're going to do. They're not, gonna, they're not trying to rack up 100 marathons. They're, they need to go make money and make a bank. So even with him, like, he did that in a T-shirt. Like, let, let's... <laughs> geez, running a yes. 10K in a T-shirt is hard enough. amazing. Yeah. I know. And then two more questions, Wayne. So mm-hmm. one thing you, you mentioned that there was very little support. Um, was it were, were people not allowed? Because I also noticed, like, where were the people? Were, was it a COVID? Was it a COVID thing? Or so or, what they did do what? is um, obviously they raised precincts, so it was all blocked off. Um, okay. uh, again, you know they they call it the friendly city, Port Elizabeth, but essentially. Yeah. You found just staggered people staggered in places. You didn't find many people, honestly, not along the way. You, you had more volunteers yeah. and helpers than, than supporters. Yeah. Um, yeah. We thought That's it was the tough, most sort eh? of, sure. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and especially uh, look, look. Um, the one thing I will say, Sandy, I'll be very honest with you. All the runners that I've met from Jan- when I was in Johannesburg, in Dalstrom, in Durban, everyone knew about Runny Fight. Uh, yeah. That. The race, but a lot of the locals when I was there because I went up to the shopping center and, and a few different places. A lot of the locals didn't even know because they were asking, What's going on? The you know, they saw the, the sign is going on. What I do believe that over there they have um, lots of events, Ironman, Ironman, and um, lots oh, of different wow. cycling yeah. events. And there's always an event going on on that particular strip, and I can see yeah. why they call it you know, they obviously pencil it in as a as a world-class event, and just just the course itself is super flat, um, and it's uh, you know it's welcoming. That's why I said it mm. it will attract big events. I believe the South African half marathon record and the marathon is held on that particular track. But no, it was very quiet, Sandy. True. Yes, yeah, it was surprising because I thought to myself, "Oh my God, what an exciting race to watch, especially with it being five laps." And yeah, I was I was absolutely surprised by that, and it makes it harder for the runners too. You know, it almost oh, was like London Marathon. Well, 
where you, you know, it felt like last year's London Marathon. <laughs> so, yeah, and I tell you what, Sammy, yeah. that's the thing because we were talking about that afterwards. A few, I was talking about the fact that I hope comrades is not like this. You know, like like oh, yes. they, they love yeah. spectators because you you know comrades yeah. and spectators that come out. So I, yes. I generally hope that. <laughs> That it's not mm, the same. That's why I was wondering if it was. So. And yeah. then the last thing, Wayne, put, and then, then I'll mm. let you off. <laughs> well, I thought, I mean, seriously, and, and, and not just my thinking, but you had a phenomenal race. You had a great time. You had, I mean, it's unbelievably good how well you did. And then yet you said you didn't, you didn't have the best day. So is no, it just how thing. you felt? Because, um, I mean, yeah, you I just, still provided the results, but you just no, didn't well, that, feel good. My plan B was was to run three hours. That, that I always said, uh, yeah. I know, uh, I, I believed I was capable of. But I know on a personal level, um, the training that I did was geared towards it. Um, I've done, yeah. like, we've done a post-mortem on it and tried and, you know, what happened and what's what's caused that. And um, yeah. there's a few different things, but... Um, like I said, in training, um, Sandy, doing my speed endurance stuff, that's that's basically my predictor for for a time, especially over. Like I've I've got it down to a fine art. Uh, mm. When I'm doing a marathon or when I'm going for a particular ultra, I know exactly um, mm. what gives me the speed endurance that I'm looking for. So I knew that everything was there, but it, it's just on the day, Sandy. Like I said, when I mean, the cogs on turning in the first 5K, you can feel it. Mm. Like the first couple of Ks, mm. I just didn't feel feel it there, and I knew it. Um, mm. So I just decided just just dial it back and go to plan B. So plan B was, again, uh, to achieve that. But in saying that, Sandy, I, I know it's uh, without sounding, you know, arrogant or anything like that, I, I do know that, um, you know, on another occasion, um, I, I can hopefully put it together. So, but I'm don't get me wrong. Mm. I'm, I'm extremely pleased because it's not yes. personal best. Um, there's yes. no doubt there. But yes. when you when you know when you work towards something and you know um, what is possible and what you can achieve, that's the part that goes man. Uh, if only okay. you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you so feel look, like you almost could have shaved a few minutes off of yes. what you did, even though it was good. It, you, if you had had a great day, you would have done better. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And and my yeah. best friend, Robin, my wife, who I share with, she knew the plan. So as, as soon as I got back and she picked up the phone, she says, yep, yep, I know what happened. I can see the exact, you know, I, I said, yeah, um, yeah, it's all good. And that's why I just I just sort of, um, I humbly accepted um, what had happened. But, um, you know, you know, when you leave something, Sandy, it's like you had dinner, you had something to eat, but... Man, I could have had more <laughs> without sounding like greedy, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we yes. can all attest to what that feels like. But yes. again, on the day, um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of it. But um, I know there was there's a lot more out there left out there. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to hear that because you really did phenomenally well. So no, thank you. Um, so. I'm glad to hear that you are pleased with it. So yeah, thank you, thank you. Good stuff, Absolutely. Well done. Thanks. Yeah, I kind of peg peg you a bit quicker, um, so it's no. good to hear that. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, you do the numbers, right? You sit there and you go, no. okay, well, this is what he's done across. So, um, yeah. but you yeah. know where you're sitting and where you you're going to go. So, 
Um, oh, that's, Darren, that's Jax? Uh, I can go. Um, so, Wayne, did you get photos of everyone you wanted? Did we, did I uh, manage to? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got, yeah, I, I basically got of everyone. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have a group photo. Well, we did get group photos, Jackie, but I would have loved to get, got, uh, you know, um, the one I did miss was Herb Tace. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Herb Tace. Um, he, he's a former South African record holder, um, but he's in his 50s now. Um, and I didn't get to see him afterwards. So he's the one I was hoping to, to catch. So I didn't get, yes, I didn't catch a, a picture with him. Um, I think everyone else that I was, I was, you know, uh, oh, Stephen McCorkle, I didn't get a photo with the winner. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but again, I would love to see, like, I can't wait for comrades, and especially the parties and all that. Because I'd love to see all you guys mixing and mingling with them. I know Erwin and Sandy just be, oh, they'd just be awesome because um, Sandy's not scared to talk. Uh, that's what no, I'm, I can't Jack, wait. <laughs> Jackie, because Jackie's a little lady. I'm like, Jackie, let's go, let's go. Let's move, let's... Uh, you know, and I called her, Sandy. I said, "Come on, Jackie, come have a wine at the bar." She says, "Oh, I'm not feeling well." I said, "Oh, Jackie." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh, all right. Jackie and I'll have a wine at Comrade, <laughs> and then we'll be very chatty <laughs> at the after party. <laughs> at the after party, oh, <laughs> but absolutely an amazing experience. Yeah, th thanks for the heads up with the physio because. I woke up and I did something to my glute the day before, remember? So I yep. arrived, I was fine, and then I needed that massage. So, yeah, you oh, like nice. it Thank you. There you go. There we go. And he was on point. There you were. Darren? Darren's gone. Bedtime. Anyway, he can, well, I was going to throw it to him next, but... Um, <laughs> Sandy, what have you been doing? Oh, okay. Well, before we go into what I've been doing, which is not too much, but uh, nothing like Jackie and Wayne. And I just want to tell you guys, you know, like as as fellow panelists on this podcast, I, it's just been the most amazing thing to have the two of you um, from from our little podcast and then have the two of you running in a race like that with these incredible runners was just such a proud moment for, for me. And I'm sure I speak for the, for all of us. So it was the most exciting thing and it was so good. You guys were so happy to share with us your experience as you were doing things and getting there and meeting people and sending us the pictures and, <laughs> and it was just made it so, it's so cool for the rest of us. So um, thank you. Thank you for that. And, and really well done on both of your achievements. It's, it was a really a proud moment for all of us. Um, I think we, I, I almost feel like I wanted to claim it, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was all your doing and, and well done. So it's really, I, I just like it was the most exciting day. So well done to you guys. And, and um, yeah, I know you guys are both going to still do great things coming up with Comrades. So looking forward to that. Um, yeah, Irvin, from my side, uh, I've, I've just continued the base training. Uh, I really haven't done anything. I, I've always said I like to do my 30K um, sort of just before the start of Comrades training, which I went out and did. Um, I got a bit of a shock when I realized 
oh, okay, it's actually this weekend. I need to do it. And so I kind of just went out and did it on my own. And um, I was I was really happy with the start of the race. And we just had a lot of rains. And so the, 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 the sort of the picture moments were fantastic um, <laughs> on the run for that day. And it really kept me amused. Um, so some of the sea was like upside down and creating big foam parties and which I know has been a terrible thing for the people in Queensland and I'm, and New South Wales on the floods. And it's, it's very, you know, so, you know, really sad and thoughts are with all those people that have been affected. Um, but yeah, so I had, we, the running was a bit challenging um, in that time. There were, I was one day I was literally running with my I was ankle deep in water there was just nowhere else to go the, the pavements were just flooded and the drains were just the water was just coming out of the storm drains and so it was a bit of an interesting time running at that at that stage um but I still managed to carry on and as I said I did the 30k um what did worry me a bit is that I I got to 22 feeling still really good and strong and and then the my my legs just crumbled under me and literally walk ran walk ran the whole way home so that was a bit disappointing I'm going to have to I feel like I have to work on my endurance again um I'm not sure whether I, I wonder if covid is kind of I don't like to blame things on covid at all but I I just wonder if it's maybe knocked not only my my physical sort of um, endurance, but also just my mental side that I, I feel like, you know, I missed out on a couple of weeks of training and whether I just can't build back as strong. So I'm working on it and, and I will continue to work on it. So I've, I've, I'm, I'm happy that I've done the 30, but I can't say that it was as, as strong as I would have liked it to have been. So Anyway, we'll start again. Now we know it's the start of Comrades training. I've had a, a very tough week. Um, I wish I could say that I've been undercover and uh, like the rest of you sometimes do go deep and dark. I, I never do that. I love sharing everything I do. Um, but I've, uh, like I've, I've, I, I definitely haven't had a secret week of 100Ks because I managed to get two puppies into my life this week, one being a guide dog that can't continue in the program. And so she's 20 months and Natasha got a puppy. And I, it's been chaos. And I feel like I've got a baby all over again and I've hardly had any sleep. And I think I've run once the whole week. <laughs> so the plan is to get back to getting to running again from tomorrow and things have settled down a bit again now so I just need to get a good night's sleep and and then I should be good to go again um I don't think I'll I've, I would have lost too much I, in fact I think if anything I might benefit from the week of rest um my legs were feeling it, it they were just feeling like they need needed a bit of um yeah a bit of rest which is fine so I've given that to them and let's see hopefully I'll bounce back stronger now over over the next week um, and that's about it, really. I actually haven't I, – I, I don't have much else to report on at all. So, uh, like, the, I'm just interested. Like, so it's January, right? Let's let's get mm. that. Yes, it's January. <laughs> um, <laughs> Comrades do you, January. you know, do you pull out uh, a logbook and go, oh, this is what I used to do, this is what I've done previously, and then now you go, okay, well, stick it on the fridge, here we go, or – are you very much just, well, oh, this is what we'll do tomorrow kind of thing? 
I've always been like that. I think I, um, it, it does help. In the beginning, I was I was very regimented on on what I did and when I did it because I, well, I was being told really what to do. So and that's what I was following. And I think it's just become um, and, and not being blase about it all, but I just kind of know how much I have to do to be able to be fit enough to actually run ninety kilometers on the day. Um, so. I, I don't ever do. I don't ever set it in stone, um, but I know how much I have to do, and I know how I'm feeling and where I'm at, and so I kind of just gauge as I go along and I adjust as I go along. So remember, I'm not I'm not looking for this extremely. Um, I'm I'm not running for a bull Rowan. I so if I was, that's that's a whole different level. But I know where I run, and I know I can run in a 10 and a half. And hopefully, if, like before, that's why I'm upset about COVID, because before COVID, I was really running to mm-hmm. a point where I thought I could maybe get in a sub 10. Um, but I'm not feeling as strong as I was before. So maybe it'll still kick back in once I've built up the endurance again. But I'm just, I'm pretty much going a little bit more to feel than knowing that I've, how much mileage I've got to do. But I am sort of, giving myself a little bit of flexible um, time at the moment as well. I don't think you're actually any less unfit compared to where you were. That's just my view. Like, I think you're in, if not the same position, or the rest might have actually done you the world of good, because otherwise you would have just continued along, right? Actually, Um, maybe you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, no, I'm just intrigued because... And I know the novice over there will be listening mm, and the new segment that comes in, the new segment <laughs> that comes in, oh, I'm just intrigued if, you know, just, and everyone does it differently. Do you just wake up on Monday and go, oh, today? Because I know you do your structured uh, run co-sessions. Tuesday, Thursdays, yeah. But then, structured. like, how how do you also see them changing into what you you know you're going to need to do? Oh, I know on those, then I'll just have to add some more mileage on those days. <laughs> so like a before and after type thing. Yeah, just yep. go half an hour earlier and run run 30 minutes before, you know, so your cool your warm-up is just longer. And yeah. and I, I do better at going before, the, before than after because then yeah. everybody gets chatty and then I don't like to miss out on like, FOMO. Don't want to miss the chit-chat, you know. So, um, yeah, I'll probably go beforehand and, and just add in a bit, you know, just do a little bit before. And, and the long run I, the same so and do a long bit before. Run the same. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. And I've been doing that with the long. I've been going – that's why I've been running on my own because um, – we, I'm just not on the, the same sort of program. I know I've got to go longer at the moment, and and I'm slower than a lot of them. So I, I don't want to hold anybody back because I pulled back on my longer runs with speed, um, just so that I can go further and and actually get the endurance built up again. Oh, yeah. yeah, Sandy, just a quick one. Yeah. Do you have for this year's comrades? Do you do you have a personal goal? Um, that you've said? A, B, and C. A, A, B, and C. Okay. I have a reason why I'm asking you. And they go within an hour. So from A to C, (laughs) there's like an hour. Okay. That's serious plan. I'm quite happy to share it. I mean, the the prize prize would be another sub-10. I would love to get another sub-10. I've only got one. And 
I've, I really felt like I was going along and I, and that's why maybe it still bounces back. But remember, I'm yeah. now two years older again. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay. going on to the other side of my fifties and I'm going, Oh my goodness. Cause that, that was my like, next question. To yeah, you. yeah. It's, 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 you start wondering and it's this little voice in the back of your head that keeps going like, wonder how many marathons I've got left in me. <laughs> you know, this is what you keep because when you go and run at 30 like I ran last week, I'm just like, oh, those last six Ks would they hurt, you know, they weren't they were great. But I do know that that's how it feels right now. And it'll get better. Um so I've I've just got to and then and then of course so I'd love to run a run a, a, a sub ten. Uh, ten thirty is probably more just doable where I'm yep. and where I'm comfortable and where you know I think if, if and if I'm have a bit of a bad day where I'm battling slightly or I don't get my nutrition right and and I'm nauseous like happens to me then I'm mm-hmm. probably looking at it at hopefully a sub eleven I don't no, want to run you, over eleven I, I know you've been through a lot especially with you know COVID and all the other things leading up to it but like yeah. Owen says this is only January you still got plenty yeah. of time and yep. with your <clears throat> With your experience and your wealth of knowledge, um, you know, I watched your build-up in the last year or two, and I watched you, and, and obviously you were mixing and mingling lots of new things in there. That's why yeah. I said don't shortchange yourself, and obviously uh, don't don't lose or start to doubt yourself, because like I said, um, I'd say it openly. I, I said, you know, I, I think you, you're capable of running some of your be- best times with what you've been doing. Yeah, yeah so, so certainly, Thanks, like Wayne. I said, Give yeah. yourself that chance to recover from everything. Yep. And, and there's still plenty of time. The business starts in the next, uh, you still got about two months before, you know, well, yes. you know, we get into the business side of things. So I'm excited about it. So yes, that's a good yes. thing. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of itching to get to those bigger things again, you know, like, so I'm, I'm, I know that there's something in me that's, that's, that's looking for it and yearning for it and, and, hoping to get there quicker than I can at the moment, I suppose. <laughs> so, but it'll yeah. come and I know this it just takes patience. It's yes. it's you know, you you gotta do you gotta do the yards. So, yeah. you know, it'll it'll build up um I think this next month will I, I think if we speak in a month's time again, I I will probably be feeling more confident again. And that's what's good okay. about the chats that we have, you know. So yeah. I'm back again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, this is something for me that I sit there and go, oh, isn't it just obvious? Would you not look back on the year you ran a sub 10 and go, okay, this is what I did then. Okay, this is what I'm capable of doing from that here and kind of adapt. Like, because, you know, like, what do you think right now you need to do to even hit the B time and go, mm. okay. Let, we can make this work because I, I know I've run with you. I know that you can make that work. Like there you are that talented yeah. to do it. Then like you've got a natural ability that others don't have. Um, I think Erwin, um, if I look back on that year that I did that sub 10 uh, and, and what I've been doing over the last two years, when we started the podcast, is actually what I did in that year. So I was doing speed work and I was yeah. doing hill work, and that and that's when I and and the big thing I did that year was I did a lot of gym work, but not like now I'm doing Pilates. But I was doing. I mean, we were doing 
weights and bar like pull-ups on the bars and I mean I was incredibly <laughs> strong now let me tell you I can't I cannot go and do that again um uh, I, I maybe could do lighter weights and and stuff but 10 years ago it's like a whole different different scenario like actually going and being a proper gym bunny as they call them um and I did that I did that that year and I know my core and my, my upper body was so strong um, that specific year. And but that's enough, the change you've made with the Pilates. Yes, the Pilates yes. you've made. That. So in a way, yeah. you're, pre- you're pretty much doing it because you'll end up getting... I think so. Yep. Yeah. No, good. Yeah. So I think, I think it, I mean, if, if all keeps going well, I, you know, yes, it, it possibly still could happen. So, and yeah, as long as I... As long as the, my endurance comes back, because I don't feel like I have that at the moment. But that's, I think, with any of us. I haven't done a marathon for a while. So just a quick thing. I can't, I'm not so – my tickets got cancelled to New Zealand, and even though they've now opened up their borders, my flight got cancelled. So oh, and, and when that happened, I just thought, you know what, I am so over this, I'm just going to run something in Australia. And I booked straight away there and then, and I'm going to go and run the Barossa – Valley Marathon. So I'm very like excited substrate. about that. Yeah. Yes. Double lapper. Yes. Not that I've yeah. looked, but anyway. <laughs> so, just, think about it. I'm, I'm just doing something different. And, and because, I, 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 like I say, I don't know how many marathons I've got left in me. So let them be different ones. I don't want to keep, I've done Noosa. Everybody's going up to Noosa and I love Noosa. But I've done it. I want to do something different, you know. So, yeah, so during the week, I, I was yeah. almost going up to Noosa. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah. But and my last one, run. my last question mm. for you, mm. and mm. this is something I'm going to continue to ask the Queensland crew, heels. Okay. Like, yes. not just once a week, you know, yes. the the everyday run, really. You know, you're, I guess, to a point where even your easy run is not just flat along the coast. So how do you kind of envisage putting that in? I, I just have Good to question. change location and just stop running the coast all the time. Um, the coast is just very easy to run here. As in, not in as in, yes, obviously it's easier because it's flatter, but it's just really easy um, logistically. Right? Yeah, it's really yeah. easy. And there's a lot of people running it and, you know, so it's good. Whereas if you go and if you go up, you can go up. You, it's only ten minutes in, and, and it's closer for Darren actually. And there's an amazing hills to go and run. So I've been up there. I went with a friend of mine not so long ago. We went and did a run up there, and it's really beautiful. So and it's quite, you know, it's quite hard. I mean, but then I did also think about something else, and I thought, you know, flat running is also difficult because flat running you actually have to use your legs all the time. Yeah, um, it's working. You're uh, working too. You work the whole time. So there's no, you know, the, okay, so it's no going up a hill now and I'm going to lean forward. I'm going to pull in my core. I'm going to keep just baby steps up the hill. And then you get to the top and you're almost like freelance down the other side. There's none of that. When you're running flat for 30 kilometers, I remember Bunbury, running Bunbury 50Ks flat. And I, I'd never run a harder race in my life because my legs were exhausted because they literally had to keep working for 50 kilometers. That's how That's right. it felt to me. So I don't, I don't think, I know we can't do everything flat, 
But I do believe that there is some merit. I, I mean, I know you might shout me down and disagree, but I, I honestly believe that flat running can is, is, is you know, it's hard. It's also hard. So, mm. But you do have to mix it up. I do know that we have to go and actually run hills because you've got to practice them. You've got to be able to do them. And we've got a few here as well that just easy. I mean, to, I saw Darren on the run last week and that um, Darren where we met, met on the bridge and then you run down to Corumban, um to the sanctuary. Now, that hill is very much like a comrade's hill, except that that one's only about 500 metres. And you, so you've got to look at that hill as two to three kilometres sometimes, you know, those are the type of hills. So we do have them, but they're just not long enough probably. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, you know, your Monday easy run. Instead yeah. of just going for a nice little dawdle along the coast yeah. with everybody yeah. on their rollerblades, yeah. um, you kind <laughs> of have to go through 60 minutes in the suburbs, yeah. and yeah. like, yeah. which no one wants to do, but that's where, yeah. you know, like my rule of thumb is if you're running 100K a week, you should be doing 1,000 metres minimum, like yeah. a given. That's a, from like my personal rule, 1,000 metres minimum over 100K. Um mm. Just as okay. it, but yeah. I, I'll make this deal with you. I'll go and I'll, <laughs> I'll make a Wednesday run. I'll go in and do that every Wednesday. Okay, watch my Strava. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just intrigues me because I, I just, we kind of know how, and we've been there, Sandy, right? Like we kind of, yeah, all, for we sure. kind of got spat out for sure. when we didn't yep. respect the we hill in, yep. in 16. And yep. yeah, like I think yeah. in and hindsight. We, knew, we so. knew we hadn't done enough hill work that year. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. No. Okay. No, cool. you're, you're, you're going. I've written it down. I think you're going better than you think you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. And well, as I say, in a month's time, we'll talk again. I'm sure it'll be all right. I'm sure. I'm, I don't think I'm getting invited to race anything, though. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy watching anyway. Cool. Thank you. No. Nice one. Well done. Yeah. I'm, can, I can rest now because I was very worried about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I've just like literally had an upside down week and I just haven't even actually got to tell anybody what I've been doing. So uh, it's all good. All good. No cool. injuries. Awesome. <laughs> Righto, Darren. Let's hear from you a few weeks out yeah, from your race. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on mute anymore. So I was talking to myself a fair bit before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. I wondered why I couldn't get a word in. With you guys and <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm still pushing hard, really. You know, on the build, and um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I told you what I'm really doing. I'm like, we've introduced a double run, um, twice a week now. So a Monday and a Friday is a double run, and. And still um, intervals, yeah, long intervals, and then short intervals, and a half marathon midweek, and yeah, the Pilates and yoga twice a week. So I'm sort of sort of maxing out as, you know, at the end of the week, like a Sunday night, I'm pretty trashed, <laughs> which is about now, and um, about um, three weeks ago, I think it was. I overdid it basically, and um, we had to cut the program back. And um, so, for, so it must have been about four weeks ago. But 
for two weeks, we just sliced, you know, um, a bit off everything and um, less effort and um, less uh, shorter long runs on for the Sunday. And I didn't know, I didn't really think um, I, I was sort of recovering very properly. And one, one day I um, I couldn't make my my pace that I set myself, or as in, because I misread my program, and I was quite disappointed that I didn't make my pace. And and then when I got back, I have a, had a proper look at it, and Tina had set the pace that that I'd bloody managed to do the whole way. So she was two steps ahead of me all the time, and so that sort of made me a little bit happier about that and and um from then I've I've come back and um pushed in the the last two weeks I've done the max weeks I've ever run I think and I um managed to hit 100 miles this week so so I just pushed a little extra to get over the 100 mile marker and um super happy with that um Having a um, little bit of a experiment with um, gels and jumped onto um, uh, more ten, I think you pronounce it. And I, I, I was a bit hesitant because they're, you know, twice the price of the ones I've been buying. And I thought, oh well, I'll give them a go. And um, as soon as I tried them, I went back to the store to get some more and they didn't have any more. So I had to chase around town and I bought the everything the guy had in the other store. And um, so if anyone wants some, too bad. There's none left on the coast by the looks. And, um, and I've been trying diced potato as well, which I'm sure Sandy's going to have to tell me how you, you guys do that because it, it doesn't seem to be the right way, however we're doing it. Um, so, yeah, um, I've got one more week um, of full-on with a reduced long run on the end of that, and then we start to go into two taper weeks, and we'll start talking about setting a race time for Canberra. So, yeah, I'll, which I'll, I'll be probably keeping to myself. and. Um, because I don't know if everybody else knows, or, you know, realizes that this time of the three weeks out from a race, you get pretty easily knocked around in your thoughts and that sort of stuff. So, and and I guess that's why people go um, go off Strava and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Anyway, that that's pretty much me ready for Canberra. Three weeks to go. Yeah, I was going to say, by staying on Strava, you're not hiding much. It's uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it, pretty much it's an open, anymore. everything you're doing is an open book there, mate. <laughs> um, oh, you don't, you've taken your heart rate off, but um, no, that's good. Like, you know, you've, you've had a good block and it's good that you identified when, well, it's good. The good thing is you can identify when you're going hard and you're pulling yourself back now, which is a good sign. You know, and and yourself controlling that. Um, the biggest one, I think, question I have for you is around nutrition, 
And I'm glad after two years of mentioning Morton, you finally jumped on board. So thanks. Uh, But I'm intrigued because I know last year you mentioned nutrition. That's where you let yourself down at Canberra. So 12 months on, um, like what's the nutrition plan? So in your long run, what have you been doing? Like when have you been taking gels? What's your weekday nutrition plan? So you know, do you increase your carbs on certain days or, you know, because it's not just about the Sunday long run, that your nutrition, it's literally every day. So what, what does your week and race look like? Um, yeah, during the, during the week, we're pretty full on with what we eat. So, so I don't really have any too qualm, many qualms with that. And uh, what does that uh, mean though? Yeah. Like, so in terms like your carb intake because you're doing 160k your carbs should be massive like i know sitting wayne like you know the 160k your carb intake like i know with me 120 my carb intake is huge so like what's your carb intake look like um oh yeah i I eat, eat as much as i can get really and yeah so i'm just sort of really loading up all the time so I don't really see a lot of difference um, because I've, I've been doing you know a fair few k's for a while um, and and I, I do I don't set out to eat something because that's what my plan is but but I do you know I, I know I'm going to need um, rice and tuna for lunch you know like um, at least twice a week, and um, what, sometimes what? there'll be pasta left over and that sort of stuff. So that'll dictate what I have. And, but what's your increase? Of my lunch because um, my wife dictates what we have for dinner, which is <laughs> always plenty anyway. And I mean, we we had a big chicken last night, and you know, like um, on the barbecue, and there wasn't much left at the end of it. And, yeah. So, Darren, with your increased load in training, do you find you eating more? Oh, yeah, definitely eating more and, you know, feeling bloody hungry. Well, that's and, what I said. That's that's what's one of the side effects. You're definitely going to you're gonna want more. Your food intake 100% increases. So that's what Owen's trying to get at. What's your carb consumption like? Because you have to load up, man. I find I just eat like a tank. Well, like today you did three hours 15, right? Yeah. Is that yeah? So um, last night you mentioned you had chicken was your protein. So again, peep behind the curtain for listeners and there's other novices out there. Like, what did you have with it? Because you knew you were um, doing three hours, fifteen or thirty-eight k today. Yeah, we had um, roast potatoes as well, and um, I'll be in trouble now because I can't think what else we had with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's like that's good. That's what like you had your. You had your potatoes. Like, I think it's it's the – and for people listening, it's important to start having these thoughts because you can't just wake up on race week and go, oh, I need to increase my carbs. Well, it's too late. You yeah. know, you, you should be doing that now because it's January, let's say, or where we're at, it's month one. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to month three and you're doing massive Ks and you're at, you know, the real peak and your eyes are hanging out at 2 p.m., your nutrition should be locked in. Like it shouldn't be a thought. So um, I think we're kind of 
they're learning through you. So it's good that you've done that. You've had, you knew that you had something big the next day. Um, and and I'm um, soaking oats overnight um, in some oat milk, which is yeah goes with it, I guess. But um, we just soak that it and let it sit in the fridge. So in the morning, I don't have to start the microwave up or anything to make to make noise. Um, and I just eat that before I go for my run. And um, that makes a, a, a you know, not heading out on an empty stomach is, makes a big difference, I think. Yeah, because like I said to you, Ophir, there's no doubt you you can run. Like, there's you've proven that over and over. And just by doing this block, no one does 160K and can't run. Um, you know, but then the, the intriguing part for you now is nailing the nutrition because no matter how good a runner you are, you know that that's going to be the Achilles heel on race day. So even like your thought of, do you know how many gels you need per hour or how many carbs you need per hour? Um, and, and and I'm glad you brought this up because I didn't quite realise that I, I didn't have a grip on it last year. Mm. You know, it, it, it's like I might have mentioned it afterwards, but it, it, it's memory's gone. And... And uh, and Wayne probably still has a bit of a laugh about my um, drink bottles yeah. that have been yeah the bottles <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um but you know that's that's learning and and in actual fact when Joe came we um we were constantly asking her about nutrition and you know get, trying to get some tips and what what to do and whatnot so yeah it's, so have you gotten like today for example. What did you take during the run? I I took a, a little bag of um, uh, potatoes, so probably just like a half potato, if that. Um, uh, two Morton gels. I had um, like a half serve of um, oats that were mar- you know like soaking overnight, and I I put a banana and a protein um, shake um, in my wife's car for when she meets me down at the beach when I finished and I had them straight away. Um, and a couple of bottles of water. So we, um, so like a little bubbly water. So we um, make sure I sort of rehydrate, even though I'm having drinks at taps and whatnot, I still, you know, it's pretty warm here and we, Got to get that hydration back into you. But, and then on uh, the run itself, do you like how much do you take fluid on? Yeah, only at the taps. You know, yeah, we've got water taps pretty pretty regular. It's mm. only the first twelve k's we don't have a tap. And yeah, but after that, you know, there's probably one every five k's, and then they get closer after that. So come race. If I said to you, you're racing Canberra Marathon tomorrow. Could you share when you're going to take a gel and like fluid in? For yeah, we'll probably. Um, I'd probably try to get my gels in a bit sooner in in a race, like um, uh, after the first thirty minutes or so, and mm-hmm. and I just I just have to watch that I because basically when you're training, I I stop, have a gel, and drink. But when you're racing, you're not going to do that. You, you, you're going to get that gel in while you're um, 
at full full pace still. So it, I have to really talk myself into taking the gel. But um, yeah, I hear yeah, you. So, so I, I'm I'll, like that I'll, too. I'll, I'll line up where mm. my drinks are going to be, and I'll um, wash the drink the gel down with the drink. So um, yeah, with smaller bottles of drink this time. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I probably haven't really planned out exactly where gonna, the drinks are going to be, but um, they came out Canberra last time. They had plenty of opportunities, so mm. you can just select which tables you want to put your drink at. And, so your drinks, Sharon, that you're taking are they, are they carb, carb, carb drinks? Um, I forget what it is. It's like um, like it's. Have a lot of sugar, I think, but it's, so it's um, calm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And what what electrolyte are you taking? Uh, I well, that's I miss that too. Every every day before I run, I take a um, a hydrolyte. Yep. A sports hydrolyte, and I mean the um, I definitely know a difference between the sports hydrolyte and the normal one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Some people might think that it's all the same, but I, I can definitely tell the difference. So, no, no, definitely. Yeah, you need to get that balance right, yeah. Yeah, and and I'm, I, I only read recently that you can go over the top with um, hydro, hydrolytes, which... Oh, that is, that's true, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I didn't realise that, but, um, yeah. It's all about balance. <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, because I think, like, as I said before, we all know you can run. Um, and that's with everybody, really. Like when, when you've done a full marathon block, everyone knows you can run. But the biggest mistake people make is they, like regretting or just neglecting the um, nutrition side of things and how much really that's almost more important. Um, and especially if you're running faster, you're going to need more. Uh, like in an hour, you need to take two gels. Um, whereas if you're doing a sub-four marathon... It might be one gel in the hour. So, yeah. No, I think you, you're you going to nail it, mate, like based on, again, what you have shown on Strava. <laughs> and it is public. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I, I leave the fast times off. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, one, one concern I do have and is, is um, controlling your um, having to go to the toilet. Because it doesn't matter how you know you got everything prepared, and then once you go to a different place, and mm. things start to you know be different, you know your body says, "Ah, oh, no, I don't want to go anymore. I'll go later when you're mid race or something like that." So, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. so, you know, but um, I definitely will be looking at using a gastro stop. In the race, so I just got to experiment with that a little bit of when's the <laughs> ideal time to take them. Well, it's time to start practicing now because I can tell you what day is Canberra the 10th yeah. on the 11th. You start comrades training, so there's there won't be much um, time to sit around. Um, based on what time you probably run at Canberra, you'll be doing a pretty meaty comrades build up. I can tell you. Um, sure. And then you pretty much have to adjust your whole train of thought out of marathon training. 
completely different mm. because yeah like your long run is going to be two minutes okay slower than what you've been doing them now but that's yeah, for well, that'll, that'll come natural the first day yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good I, thing i can still remember canberra last year and I, tripped, I tripped over because my feet were too lazy to step up <laughs> hey darren just a quick question what's what's your current comrade seating uh c Oh, that's good. So, okay, so you're looking no. to improve on that. What's your marathon time? You ran your marathon time in Brisbane was? Oh, yeah, yeah but three. they haven't taken that on board. Sub three, I think, for B. Sub three is A seating. Sub three is an A seating. Oh, okay. That's yeah. correct. But I ran 303 in Brisbane. So that's B. That's B. Hmm. Yeah, but they haven't taken that on board yet. Oh, that's fine. You can just change yeah. it once you run. Yeah, you once, you went, once we enter, you update it and it'll go through. So you'll be a BC then. So obviously, well, Canberra will be quicker. A, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stand on the start line with Wayne and Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> it gets like they push each other up at the top there, Darren. I think this is a good conversation. I'm going to bookmark this, though. <laughs> I'm going to bookmark this conversation um, for a future episode because I think it's very it's a very important thing. It's a thing. good thing. Yes, it's a, like yes. where you yes. start because yeah. it has its pros, but Jesus it has its massive cons too. Yeah. Oh, and I think the so careful, man. Yeah. The further forward oh, you go, I think it can well and truly kill you within twenty k. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I looked up um, Canberra's results for the mar- marathon rather than the. 50 and if i do really well you can still come in hundreds i was quite mm. surprised <laughs> Thank you. top 100 yeah. All right. i'm gonna uh jump in because we are uh, this is the record here um yes so yeah uh my well my cards are completely shuffled a little bit so we had an announcement that Bunbury was going to be postponed, which I had already yeah. anticipated was going to happen anyway. So, but I jumped in the block um, with it happening. Um, but yeah, I wasn't surprised when that notification came through. I hadn't even entered yet, to be honest. <laughs> That's how prepared I was to run it. Um, but for me, it was just completing a block. Like I did 12 weeks, seven days a week, all sessions, no interruptions and eagles, tick box, finished with a long run in Death Valley heel block the lot so everything is locked in for me my nutrition plan i can literally pull it out the top drawer and just go with it every day like my normal eating and especially running eating if that makes any sense but mm-hmm. um yeah it's annoying like look this week i've been finding races everywhere um mm-hmm. but i just also know traveling for a marathon there's a lot of variables like a lot and i know that's why i was intrigued by the travel thing with comrades because i know that i have to get there a week before um just i think it's also being taller sitting on a plane and that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. just taking a bit more time to adjust it's also not fair if you are going with family where then the whole week before this race is all about a marathon um for us to go to canberra it's two flights to get there and yeah so 
well and truly just made the call of when do you ever get the chance to do a full marathon block uninterrupted without the harm? So we've literally just put a block in the draw. And now if something comes up, can again pull that out of the draw and start a marathon block again um, with full gain. So it's a bit disappointing, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm happy to sit here now and go system check. I can tick every box and walk away from it. We'll probably find a little hit out in the next few weeks um, just to do a bit of a taper as we would. So this was my last long run today. And then I'll come down, do a hit out and then um, go again. So yeah, um, that's where I'm at really. It's been pretty enjoyable to be honest. Just just loved it. Like Tuesday nights, very old school. So we go into the bush and just do real old school hill sessions like um so deke has gone into there before and done them wayne so it's stuff like that where it's just no fuss you know you can take your watch but it's not going to show you anything um but yeah so again sitting well and truly on that fence now which is probably a bit more annoying because i'm not going to get the chance to put a time on the board at the front of the year um so now it really just only leaves that back of the year so that part of it is a bit frustrating um, in terms of what happens with, I don't want to have to wait 12 months now to race a marathon. Um, yeah. You know, like that's, that's a bit annoying. I've got plenty of time, but I, I know that in three weeks time, if I was going to race, I could confidently say it was going to be a sizable chunk, you know, not just seconds or minutes. It was going to be a sizable chunk in terms of the numbers, like Wayne says, the sessions were, yeah, pretty much indicating it was going to be a good result. So the other thing is your body doesn't owe you anything, right? Like I could also start a new block in five weeks and you get injured in two weeks. I know you don't shouldn't put that out there, but um, this game that we play is a wonderful thing that things change at any, any time. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I'm not just going to jump into anything for the sake of it. Like there's a marathon here in a few weeks that's not certified. So it could end up being 40 Ks, 44 Ks. I'm, I'm not just going to do that with six entrants and see how it goes. So yeah, I'm pretty, had a bit of a pep talk with team this morning on our long run. And yeah, we just go, we jump back into training tomorrow from Monday again. So cool. yeah. Come and do the rice that was one of the ones that I scoped out already. afterwards. It's also the timing. Like I think that's in May. May, 29th yeah, so, of May. Yeah. Yeah, because so Noosa great is timing, the same okay. day. Yeah. Noosa's the day before, right? Yeah. So yeah. I've got them all in my head, guys. But uh, mm. yeah, it, it's and I also wouldn't want to just sneak one in Sandy. So if I'm gonna do that, I'd wanna make that call like tomorrow. And go, right, we've got 10 weeks, let's go, or eight weeks. Um, I don't want to decide three weeks before. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, quick question, though. Is your qualifier in? I know you did. Yeah, my qualifier is in. So, Bibrolate gets me a C seating, I'm pretty sure. Somebody will correct me. Are Um, are you happy with that or where you at? Look, personally, Wayne, like based on what that point I was saying before, I would, like, I, I'd envisage I would get a quicker qualifier. 
based on mm-hmm. where the numbers look. However, I think it's actually better for me to start in that seating. Knowing what you, yep, yep. Knowing what I know. And like I said, I think a few episodes ago, I'd be jumping from an F seed from my yep. last to there. Mm. So mm. knowing what I yeah. know, it's huge. And it's a race where you have the ability to run through the field hard and a C seeding, it's going to take you a minute to cross that line. So nothing. you lose, yeah. you lose nothing from a C seeding. So I think me, I personally think starting at an A would be suicide for me. Not that that's where I'd want to be, but no, that'd be are. a suicide mission if I started there mm-hmm. compared to starting in C. Because you get dragged along. Well, yeah, like <laughs> because you've got everybody from a two twenty marathoner to a three hour marathoner. So like whereas that. exactly where if you're in a C seating, it's like a ten minute window. Yeah. So and then you have to go you go with those people. You know, like yeah. they, those are your people really. They were within ten minutes of you in a marathon time. So you actually should be there. Whereas if you're in an A seating and you're standing next to a two twenty guy he is possibly 40 minutes quicker than you over a marathon. So then yeah. you're going to think you can run with him for the first 20K. Your race is over by 20K. You, oh, you chew yourself up. It's gone. Like your yeah. race is finished by 20K. Yeah. If you think yeah. you're going to go with a 220 guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just so many. You do have to make that decision pretty quickly to, you know, run your oh. own race. You know, Absolutely. remind you yourself but Sandy, you can also attest to say that it also has the ability to make you realize that you actually can will go quicker. You know, like you starting in the green number seating, if you started in H, your race will be completely different because you know that you will just get swept up. So by halfway, the wave will take you and your race will only start at about 60-something K, right? Because you're going to be in this e-batch, you're going to get swept up. A lot of them will drop back. And the way eventually you'll go, oh, geez, now I've got to start running. Not that I'm taking away anything from H-batch people because everybody's trying hard on comrades and I know that. But I I do find that that like when I've had a de-seeding start, it, it makes a big difference. The people that you're running around are um, running more on comrades day so if you're around a lot around the g and h you you quite um you do a lot more walking (laughs) because everybody around you is kind of having a walk so you're like oh i feel quite tired i think i'll just have a walk too because everybody (laughs) else is walking you know so and whereas i find if you're if you're starting in the in the higher batches a lot more people are actually attempting to run a lot more. <laughs> so that's the kind of difference that I, that, that I feel on the day. And a lot of the time, if you get caught up in, in the, in the back sections, which I had before, because I mean, I, I've had, I literally just before I came to Australia, I qualified with a 459 um, marathon. And so I was right up there at the back and it was, it was a complete, like you say, Aaron, I mean, it was completely different. It, it, it took me nearly 10 minutes just to cross the line. And then it was everybody walked for the first two kilometers because it was so crowded. So it's, yeah, it's a different race. Different and I race. just think the difference between the marathon, your marathon and your comrades is completely different. 
like you might be a 330 marathoner but you could end up you could be an 11 hour comrades runner you know like 42 42.2 might be your limit of how you can run that pace right it's and you comrades some people run a way better comrades and look at jackie like you get quicker the longer that race goes yeah and wayne you're the same like there's people that run their races completely different um mm. so it's i think that this is almost like a topic for its own episode yeah. that seeding mm. and the impact of how you run mm. from that seeding is mm. huge and again owen if you stick to your seeding like a c and a d batch runner <laughs> As time goes on, as race progresses, you actually start to overtake B and A runners who yeah. cannot wait too hard. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see them, you go, "Whoa, this is an A, this is a B. What's going on?" Mm-hmm. So that's, well, that's why that's I think why. I keep emphasizing the pace change because, say, a two thirty marathoner then turns up to comrades going, "Well, I'm going to run this like a two thirty marathon," <laughs> and yeah. that's that, you don't do two times your marathon time. You know, like that's not how it works, and a lot of people. From especially overseas, I think they go there and look how generalized, but a lot of elite overseas runners go there with this thought of, well, I'm a 220 marathoner, I'm going to go nail this. this And they get absolutely belted up because it's not the same. And 100%, that 100% because um, there's two people I know locally, these these are Aussies that that, that are novices that are going. Uh, the one is careful in his approach. Um, they both sub two thirty runners, and the other one's like, "No, nah, I can smash that comrade. It's absolutely no reason why I can't." And, and you don't respond to it. You just, yep, yep, no. <laughs> you just, you, you obviously know what they're in for, but yeah, because you can't. Certain people you can talk to, and others you can't. But it's a, a different topic, Owen. Absolutely, and that's why comrades. I believe comrades separates. The men from the boys. <laughs> and remember, most people haven't done this for four years, a down run. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Like that's, it's, a, that's a great point. That's a great point. So it's, it's, it's almost brand new to even those that have done it year in, year out. Like mm, scary. four years is a long time. Imagine not running a marathon for four years. Mm. Like, yeah, anyway. And, All right, yeah. to finish off, um, <laughs> we have... Well, got something pretty exciting, I think. Um, we've had a few people generously donate um, some money and some funds to, um, well, it's a GoFundMe, which we set up two years ago. Uh, Darren was nice enough to set it up. Um, and what we, the decision with that um, collection is we are going to refund some entries. So for 2022 comrades, we have decided that we would like people to apply um, and we will refund their entry. So entries will be starting on Wednesday. Um, So what you need to do, you need to follow the Stimulate Run podcast Facebook page and also or Instagram page. Um, That's going to be your first criteria. Um, And then you will be required to send an email to uh, stimulate run at gmail.com and in that email just tell us your story um, you know maybe this is your first comrades why you've chosen to do it it might be your 20th comrades and why you're choosing to go back for number 20 what it means to you uh, your family or 
yeah, you've all heard us sharing our story and why we talk about this for coming on two and a half hours. Um, and then we're each, we're each going to select a winner and then we will get in touch with you with refunding your entry for 2022. Um, we're in talks. We will probably get some shirts done up. So we've also got a couple of sponsors on board. So Tone and Balance on the Gold Coast. And then I believe Darren as well. Um, his company is also helping out. So thanks to you guys. I really appreciate um, nice. your support. Um, I know Tone and Balance do a bit for you guys on the Gold Coast with your your training so hopefully one day we can all get in there and thank them yep. but yeah that's the the long and the short of it is um get your entries in we'll probably say geez let's do a bit of a cutoff um 15th of april just throwing a random date out there but uh that's when we'd like to get some stories in and then on the april episode we can announce some winners and get the ball rolling from there so I think we've pretty much covered everything from that side. So feel free again. The email address is stimulaterun at gmail.com um, if you are interested in applying. And let's say when you do your application, send a screenshot of either the Instagram and Facebook page as well uh, that you follow. So I think I've covered it all, Darren. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Um, I think we're on to a record here. All right, let's just check. <laughs> Yeah, two hours and 16 minutes. Well done. Um, well and truly get you an A seating and probably a phone call from Nick Bester, I think. But, uh, well done. Well done, Jack's uh, marathon Thanks. and 50K PB. Doesn't happen often. Um, Wayne, same to you. Congratulations. Sandy, good to hear you're still still going over there. Um, mm -hmm. Darren, good luck, mate. All the best. Uh, you're going to nail it just based on yeah. everything that we've seen. You, you just have to go out and run now. Um, all the but best we'll and be tracking you. Exactly. We'll, be, we'll be tracking you don't you worry <laughs> you, you, you know we're driving to canberra because we don't want a chance getting on the plane and catching covid oh, right <laughs> well at least you're not going to sleep on your car like some others do but um <laughs> but uh all the best um yeah and we'll speak yeah. to everybody in april yes and or don't forget we... to enter on wednesday yeah, or should yes. we say, or should we say February, Sandy? <laughs> we'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, February. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. Wednesday. Alrighty. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Bye. Bye.